welcome to Align Your Mind. My name is Chelsea Tanner. I'm a flutist and I'm a mindset coach for musicians who want to succeed in their careers but also enjoy their lives. I think in the music world we talk a lot about mental preparation for an audition, before the audition, in the warm-up room, during the audition, but there isn't much to be said for what we do after the audition. And this is truly where the work lies, in my opinion, because if you want to keep auditioning over and over until you want a job, you absolutely have to learn how to have your own back when you fail at things. This isn't just go for auditioning either. It can be putting yourself out there on social media. It could be putting on an event or a recital you hope people come to. And if there's any sort of emotional risk involved, you can apply this to that situation. Any sort of room for failure. Or I always like to put failure in air quotes because that's an opinion. What failure is, is an opinion. But what does it mean to have your own back, like the title of this podcast says? I like to think about what it means to have a friend's back. It seems a bit easier for us to understand. So if you had a best friend auditioning for something and you truly believed in them and you loved how they played and you wanted them to win, would you trash talk them if they didn't advance? Would you shame them? You wouldn't tell them that they're not good enough, right? You don't put them down, but why do we do that to ourselves? Not getting picked in an audition or not having anyone sign up for a program you're putting on or whatever it might be that you're doing in your life, it doesn't mean anything about you. But our brains make meaning out of almost everything automatically. It can be so easy to fall into the habit of shaming yourself and beating yourself up after an audition, but what does that create? It just creates even more pain and shame. For example, if you didn't get something that you worked hard for, you're, you're probably going to be disappointed. As humans, that's usually what happens. That's sort of our baseline emotion that we can all expect. Then there's the stuff that we tend to add on top of that disappointment. This is the unnecessary stuff, like telling ourselves we aren't good enough, telling ourselves that if we were, they would have picked us, convincing ourselves that we need to do more, we need to do better, we need to prove ourselves. All of that stuff, all of the stuff we make up on top of that disappointment, or what we make that disappointment mean, is 100% unnecessary and untrue. If you're thinking that you've failed, and if you were a good player, you would have a job by now, and all these things that lead to really torment the mind, like all of that stuff is what we want to change. None of that stuff is inherently true. All those statements, all those sentences, all that negative self-talk I said are all opinions that just feel really bad to think. Break down the circumstance into something neutral. This is the best way to see what your brain is actually doing. You can do this before any event begins. I'm going to keep going with this audition example, but you can literally do this for anything. So I always think, what's the worst case scenario? 
We worry about the worst case scenario, but don't often define it or we don't make a plan for how to respond to it. The worst case scenario in an audition is that you don't pass the first round or you could even say you don't get to play the whole first round and then don't make it past. Whatever your worst case scenario is, state it neutrally. They didn't pick you. That's the circumstance. They didn't pick you. The committee didn't pick you. That's just a fact. That doesn't mean anything about you inherently or your ability or your playing unless you think it does. But you can decide ahead of time that it doesn't mean anything about you as a human or about your ability. And it just means that the committee had some thoughts and feelings that drove this action of them not picking you. Decide ahead of time what you'll make it mean about you or what you won't make it mean about you. This is one of the best things you can do for yourself. You have a plan for how to take care of yourself after something like this. Here's some things that I like to think. The outcome of this audition doesn't mean anything about my worthiness as a human in the world or my ability on my instrument. It means the committee didn't pick me. It doesn't mean I can't win an audition in the future. I choose to be proud of myself no matter what because I put my all into this preparation and I love myself through this process. I'm going to be disappointed and I fully expect to feel that, but I'm gonna tell myself that it's going to be okay. I'm gonna be there for myself as I process this disappointment. I'm gonna choose to treat myself with love and kindness even when my brain starts to torment me. I'm going to take a step back when these negative thoughts come up and know that part of me is just scared because auditioning can be painful and our brain doesn't want this to happen again. That's what it's like to have your own back. The willingness to feel disappointed, to be there for yourself, and to make the decision ahead of time to not make the outcome mean anything about you or your capability. This is what creates resilience. Beating yourself up after an audition and feeling even more shame doesn't create resilience, it creates burnout. It creates motivation from a negative place, from thinking you have to prove yourself. You never have to prove yourself. You'll never practice enough to prove yourself. Your opinion is changed by your thoughts, not by your actions. If you want to prove that you're good enough, you aren't going to get there by telling yourself that you're not good enough, day after day. The shift comes from a shift in your thinking. Your brain believes what you feed it. Feed it something different if you want a different result. If you want a different feeling, we have to feed it something different. If you want to believe in yourself, you have to think thoughts that help you feel empowered or even just neutral, not ones that make you feel inadequate. Of course, this isn't a perfect science. We don't control all 60,000 thoughts that we have in a day. Most of them are on autopilot. But remind yourself in these difficult moments when you feel disappointment, When you experience some sort of failure, quote unquote, take responsibility for reminding yourself that all that 
self-criticism is because your brain is scared it's scared of rejection because it hasn't evolved past the instinct to conform and fit into the group thousands of years ago rejection meant death in the woods alone because your group would leave you and you'd be eaten by a bear that's why it feels so terrifying and awful to be rejected if people don't value you or what you have to offer our brain interprets that as an actual life or death situation so cut yourself some slack harsh criticism is a survival mechanism it comes from your brain not wanting to experience emotional pain so if you are discouraging enough to yourself then you won't put yourself out there anymore then that voice wins so you won't feel that emotional pain but you also don't move toward your desires and your goals but if you're willing to feel that disappointment and tell yourself over and over that it doesn't mean anything about you that you didn't advance in that audition you'll find that taking auditions aren't quite as painful because we're not piling on that shame This is having your own back. It's deciding what you want to think about yourself and practicing those thoughts, showing up to prove those thoughts true, to take a leap of faith, to try to believe something else, to say, what if it's possible that I'm already good enough? What if that's totally possible? I wonder how that could be true and get your brain thinking in that direction. We think confidence comes from experience, but it really doesn't unless you're thinking thoughts about yourself that make you feel confident. I mean, if we think about it with other people, I have full confidence in flutist Emmanuel Pahud. He is principal flute of the Berlin Philharmonic, and I think if I hired him to play a recital, he would knock it out of the park. My confidence in him is so high. I have confidence in a friend to show up for me. I have confidence in other people because of the thoughts that I have about them, right? If I didn't have those thoughts, I wouldn't feel confident. Same thing about your thoughts about yourself. Do you have those same thoughts? If not, maybe do some reflecting. Why don't you have those thoughts? Why not try some of them out? They're 100% free and available to you. Um, All thoughts are free, which is the thing I love about thought work, that you can just try some of them on. If you don't believe them, if they don't give you an emotion that is positive or they don't affect you in any way, then maybe you don't believe them and that's okay. But try some new things. Why not? You got nothing to lose. Remind yourself to have your own back. It isn't our nature to do this. But make it your goal to have your own back no matter what happens. Decide not to believe any self-criticism that comes up after an audition. If you want to reflect and change something in your process after you're done with an audition, that's one thing. But you can do that without calling yourself lazy or stupid or inadequate or not good enough. If you wish you would have practiced something more, that's good to know. Now you can explore what creates comfort for you in performance, but telling yourself that it sounded horrible and you can't believe you didn't practice more doesn't help anyone. That judgment will only make you feel defeated when you prepare for your next audition. Once again, 
you can replace audition with anything that's relevant to you in your life. For me, every time I set a goal, I think, what's the worst case scenario? I know my brain might make up some stuff and make it mean really bad things about me, but I visualize myself having my own back. I think about what that looks like, what that sounds like, being able to step back from those moments and help myself through disappointment. I decide ahead of time what failure, quote unquote, is going to mean about me. It means that I'm trying things and putting myself out there. I'm believing in myself enough to think I have a shot at success, whatever I've defined success to be. It means I'm working hard. It means I'm learning. If you know that you're going to have your own back after any audition and you know that that audition does not mean anything about you, like what you did in that audition doesn't mean that you're not good enough, it doesn't mean any of that stuff, you're so much more likely to put yourself out there time after time, which will then not only give you confidence, but make it more likely that you'll win a job or do whatever you're trying to do. So next time you have an audition or an interview or you put yourself out there online or maybe you're creating a program or trying to recruit students, have your own back. Be on your own team, no matter what. Right? Sports fans don't stop rooting for their team just because they lost a game. Be on your own team. Be a diehard fan of yourself. And once you get really good at this, oh my gosh, just I want you to imagine the world that opens up to you if you're willing to feel disappointment and help yourself through these things because what we're afraid of is feeling unworthy and not good enough. So don't skip the whole thing and tell yourself those things now, right? Or even after the audition. Those things are all made up. You're always 100% worthy. That's what I choose to think. And if you can adopt that and treat yourself with kindness every time you audition or put yourself out there, you're going to be so resilient and you're going to have so much more energy. I hope you have a wonderful week and have your own back. If you're interested in taking this work further, I have a one-on-one coaching program that will help you get into the mindset of your dreams. If this episode resonated with you, I highly recommend booking a free discovery call with me. It's an hour on Zoom where we discuss where you are, where you want to be, and we talk about how mindset coaching can help get you there. Check out the link in the show notes to sign up.